And welcome to this week's episode of Racing Only Better ahead of a very special Saturday because it is the 18th running of the Betfair Chase up at Haydock Park. We get to see a Plutard down at Ascot. We get to see Constitution Hill. We're going to know plenty more about the scene and the setting of the scene of the not only the Gold Cup, but also the champion hurdle as well after this weekend. So we've got plenty to get stuck into. Um, Kevin Blake, how are you? Quick intros. Not too bad now, Vanessa. Not too bad. Looking forward to Cloudmail like you, actually. But uh, yeah, we, we get to sure get this podcast done. A little bit of Constitution Hill, a little bit of Absolute Tired, etc. Yeah, looking forward to it. We're recording nice and early, but it wasn't on my request. And it does mean that as I am still in Ireland, I will be getting down to Clonmel for the grade two. So that is why oh, yes. we're going to whiz through seven races. TC, uh, would you go to Clonmel for a grade two if you were in Ireland? Yeah, I'd rather go to Clonmel than Bahrain. Yes. <laughs> would you yeah, would you rather go would you rather go to Bahrain or the coursing at Clamel? <laughs> as, as I found out they don't they don't kill animals at uh, Clamel anymore, I'll go to Bahrain. <laughs> Stop. Um and Dan Barber. Oh, was this the obvious link there? Looking <sighs> looking forward to seven races on Saturday on ITV. Yeah, definitely happy 18th to the Betfair Chase. Not just old enough to smoke. He's been that for a couple of years. He's old enough to have his first pint. So congratulations, Betfair Chase. Absolutely. Congratulations to the Betfair Chase. We will get to that in due course. And as it's a special weekend, because of the Betfair Chase, whole card up at Haydock, sponsored by Betfair, they do have a very special offer for you this weekend. You have a free £2 bet on racing multiples. That's a free £2 bet on racing multiples on Saturday. So... Just choking on something here. Um, let's get stuck in to the first race. Okay. Actually, we should have weather watch. TC, we should have weather watch. What's the weather been doing before we get into the race? Uh, they're calling it soft good to soft in places at Haydock. Uh, that was a, as of Thursday morning, but it's due to rain from, we're recording this early on Thursday afternoon. It's due to rain all throughout Friday, uh, Thursday and easing up around about midday on Friday. So, uh, I don't care what the officials said. I'm working on the basis of heavy ground. Oh, yes. Hey, Doc Heavy, oh, come on. Lordy. Oh, Lordy. Don't want to give too much Lordy. away, but the 1247 at Market Raisin is currently taking place with Ricard, and they are splashing through puddles. That's an, a, an idea of what the weather's been like in the UK last come few days. Wow, it really Lovely. hasn't been like that here in Ireland, where I've been for the last week. It's Not had dropper nice. rain. Lovely. No? Okay, let's kick on with the 150. It is the Get Daily Rewards with Betfair Graduation Chase. And that's right, lads. We're going to be reading out the full race titles from Haydock Park for obvious <laughs> reasons. So four eight four runners in here. Hitman is your one to two favourite. TC, how are you approaching this race? Well, because of the because of the ground concerns, they've they've entered Hitman in here and in a five runner, a very winnable five runner race, seventy gram race at Ascot. But um, so we don't know where he's going to run. Uh, they, I think Paul Nichols wants to run Hitman uh, at Haydock because the owners have also got Protectorate in a, in a later in the Betfair Chase. So um, they'll come here if they can. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a tricky race, isn't it? I mean, I'm one of the ones who half kind of fancy him if he rocked up for uh, for the King George uh, on Boxing But whether or not he'll, he'll want a slog around here, I'm not so sure. The problem is, you know, you've got. Itchy feet, second in the race last year. Good second, first in the roll, row and chase, and loves heavy ground, but 
everyone, you know, he's a he's a very wayward kind of like um, you know reference, isn't he? I mean, you know, hits him often sulks early on. So if he's on the, if he's on a going day, he could put it up to hit man on ground. He probably wouldn't like. Minera um, Dramas probably going to get the run of the race from the front. Race fit, loves the ground. It's yeah, I mean, it's it's not the kind of race I'll be betting in, and obviously we don't know if the favourite's going to run. So um, okay. I, well, can, so I can see the angle with Manella Drama, but but the sport <laughs> surprisingly got him as the the second favourite behind Hitman. Yeah. But um, yeah, not for me. Manella Drama is currently nine to two, as TC says, the second favourite behind Hitman. We should just mention that Paul Nichols in his Betfair content and lead up this weekend have said that this race is the um, is the preference for Hitman and it should be the ideal prep ahead of the King George on Boxing Day. Um, he's pretty confident that he knew he wasn't wound up when we last saw him when he was just touched off up at Aintree. And obviously now he comes here for his second start. He'll be ready, fully fit, et cetera, et cetera. The second option is just in case the weather does cause problems up at Haydock. He then has the option of Ascot. So what do you make of that hey, update, Kevin? It's a big angle this now, isn't it, actually? Sorry to interject. I'm not Kevin, but Slipway no, last week. Lucky, lucky, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was. She was a pound behind you, Kev. Um, <laughs> oh, slip, slipway last weekend goes and runs in its second pref and wins. Is this uh, setting a trend? Shouldn't be allowed, let's. Shouldn't well, be allowed, but anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the sports book compilers might have this right. Um, going a, a shorter price about Manila Drama than TC anticipated. Um, I, the Hitman, like, I like the horse. I just don't, I don't think you want the slog of this trip. I'd actually be quite happy seeing him back at two miles, to be honest. Um, I, don't think, I, I don't think he's ever done a thing wrong at two miles. Um, whereas a couple of times over two and a half, he's just looked a, a shade weak late on. And with this being Haydock heavy and Vanessa, this is ring the bell. This is a specialist surface for me. Um, Haydock heavy. I love a bit of Haydock heavy. Um, and Manila drama, in fairness to it, maybe not quite Haydock heavy, but he certainly operated very well at Haydock's off before. And, um, you know, I thought that run was perfectly adequate on his comeback. He's going to have race fitness with that under his belt. Um, as TC briefly mentioned, he's probably going to have the run of the race. Manila drama from the front, grind them all into a, a, a submission. Vanessa what, will be my view in this one. What do you reckon to that view, Dan? Yeah, I mean the double H A Doc Heavy is a is a place of its own, isn't it? I recall my favourite memory of it is not Bristol Demai winning a, a Betfair chase by the length of the home straight. I once back to Hearts called Wild West Wind in the Grand National Trial there. Oh, I and, did as well. Tom George. Uh, yeah, he went threes on when he led on the bridle, yeah. three out, and he refused by the last out of exhaustion. <laughs> Stop. I've never, honestly, Stop. I've never, I've never, I've never seen a horse stop so quick. <laughs> oh my god! Unbelievable. Uh, I, th I thought that was going to be a filthy aftertime. That was a real pleasant. That was a real pleasant conclusion. <laughs> do you remember? The, remember Gladiators when they used to have to do the Travelator? One of those yeah, getting yeah, stalled yeah. between the last two. It's probably. Um, He's probably going to say it's an afterthought now because he overlaid it at freeze on in running. I can answer. I was at a kid's birthday party. It was last leg of a multi. I was crying in the toilets. Anyway. Oh my God. Right. Um, he, I'm he wasn't strong, the only one curling up then, the horse. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> Jesus. TC, always lowering, lowering the tone. So dependable. <laughs> Go uh, on, Dan, quick view. I'm, fair, I'm fairly strong. I, know, I, I think that's a rotten price hit, man. I really do. I mean, it's not just the fact that I don't think he wants a test of stamina. He's got he's had about four breathing operations. Does he really want to be going two and three quarter miles in Haydock's mud? And I'm happy to back 
the two outsiders in this. I really mm. like Earn River as a horse. I think he's got lots of scope still. He was a good novice. He went off 11 to 4 for the grade one at Aintree. And I mean, itchy feet. We know what he is. But if he's going to do it, it's first time out. He was second in an old Rome first time out on bad ground when he saw a last man standing. Two's on. I think that's one of the worst prices we'll see today, uh, this weekend. I really do. Okay, more interesting race than the betting suggests then. Let's move on to the 225, up over the three miles and half a furlong. This is the Betfair Exchange, Stayers Handicap Hurdle. Uh, really interesting little affair here. Run for Oscar, 5-2 to two favourite for the Charles Burns team. Might I in there for Harry Fry, 4-1. to one. Risk, Good risk at all at 7-1 to one and complete unknown 8-1. to one. Um, Super competitive, Kev, but we're going to come to you first about the Irish Raider. Obviously, he won the Cesaro when we last saw him on the bridle. So impressive. Can Charles Burns sort of scoop another big UK handicap again? He could. Um, he possibly could. Uh, will he want a real slog? Will he want a real slog? And this would be the sluggiest of the sluggy slogs um, over, the, over this trip on this ground. And I don't know if he wants that. Like I don't know if he wants that at all, actually. And uh, there's a few fancy ones in here, Vanessa. Now, and I, I'd, I'd say I have similar concerns about them. Um, and in the in these sluggy slog conditions, you want a sluggy slogger. Um, and one, <laughs> I've had a bet to see how many times I can use the word slog in this podcast. I'm yeah. gonna collect. <laughs> uh, you want the dirty, uh, the dirty old slogger. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Holstone will do oh, for me. No. The, the old boy. I, I taught you might go for holes. No, he's a massive, massive price, isn't he? Oh, um, a good the, turn he did me last time. Really, I uh, abandoned the ship. Oh, he just he fell he, he fell in love with the double H um, back in February when, when he won the Rendlesham. Now, now the race chopped up a bit. Now the the Haydock heavy was too much for some of them, but um, he absolutely loved it. And in fairness, like that comeback run was quite good. Like he finished at quite a nice second. I thought the good risk at all. Who's up amongst the fabs for this and um and holstone's been completely dismissed by the market he's he's like you know 25s plus um and jesus that's a big price that'll do for me up the holstone loves the hh love the slogan up your boy yeah yeah 25 to 1 couldn't agree more uh, as a place bet he was my angle in here as well um dan are you on <clears> the same path as kevin in terms of because of the ground and some of that question mark over the front few in the market are you looking elsewhere at bigger prices here I am going bigger prices, yeah. I do think there's quite a few at shortest shots that you can oppose on the base. Again, it's it's just like a slight like conditions of its own, this, isn't it? You might be a three-mile stayer elsewhere, but, I mean, I can't have good risk at over and over this far on bad ground. I really can't. I think it's a concern, even though he's a says winner like Kev says, I think it's an issue for run for Oscar. My tie is a half-brother to Statler, but equally, he doesn't go through his races like a plodder. I think this is prime for an upset. This is very fence-sitting, but I'm going to back three horses at double-figure odds, if I may. I'm going to back Botox Haz, who I think has reinvented himself as a stayer, and he's got the kid on for the first time claiming seven. He came back for more at Cheltenham. Brinkley, who's mustered first time out, and he's very effective in the mud. And my last dart, 20 to 1, the biggest of the lot, is Gentleman at Arms, who has had one go at three miles and was second in the entry graded novice, the three mile at the end of the season. And I thought he was about to run poorly on his return at Aintree, back to two and a half miles, but he actually rallied late on having been headed. Um, quick TC, do the maths. If we if we dutch in those three, at the very worst, we're going to have an 11 to three winner 
Um, I'm happy with that to have those three. If you Dutch those three, you get back zero pounds. Oh, right. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> well, Botox has his 11, Brinkley 14s, and Gentleman at Arms is 20s. Um, can, can, I really, can I relay something quickly, Vanessa? I, okay. I just had a text from a pal of mine, Jamie, who lives up near Haydock. I promise you this is true. I could literally zoom in here. He says, Haydock is going to be some slug. There you go. Another one in the bag. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> TC, what's your view in this? Um, Sportsbook are playing four places here. You might even get five on the day when they get even more generous. As the you could be beating 50 lengths and finish fourth in this, couldn't you, as well? They've <laughs> got a 40 to one outsider in here. Um, I'm going to beg, borrow, and steal to get hold of that 40s, four places. Eileen Rose. Kevin had the right race. Uh, but he had the wrong horse. Uh, the <laughs> horse that finished just behind Holstone is Stuart Crawford's six-year-old mare, who I think is just primed for to run a massive race here. Now, this horse, she mixed it with the likes of Hollow Games and Jerry Colom uh, in maiden hurdles. Uh, when stepping up in trip, really improved. Loves the ground. Um, she, she won from one over three miles, albeit that is in a three-runner race uh, air. But she's... Um, She's she cries out for a, a, a trip. I mean, she was um, finished a third over two mile six at uh, I think it might be Listow as well. So I think when she's stepping up in trip, she's she's really suited. And she ran a she ran as expected over two mile four at Carlisle. And um, yeah, so I think the next half a mile there will really suit. That was her first one for over two hundred days, and she was very weak in the market there. She returned eighteen to one SP and twenty seven to one at Betfair SP. So. Uh, that I was uh, just the jockeys just come through. They wait to the last minute, and they've got hold of Ben Bromley uh, now. Nice. I haven't really got an opinion on him, but he's fourth from nineteen um, this season. Should've he read the Stuart Crawford's winner at Musselburgh, I think, early in the season, uh, early in the month. Um, yeah, I, I think Ireland Rolls has got a lot going. I'm quite, I'm quite happy back at twenty to one plus. So. Okay. Any 30s and 40s knocking around each way with the extra places. Yep, that'll do for me. Come on, okay. Vanessa, explain explain yourself. We're not letting that one go. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just didn't hear the door go. So I thought I was in the house on my own. And then someone appeared, <laughs> gave me a shock. That was all. Like Grossman's like through the kill. Yeah. You've, got, you've, got, you've, got, you've got Scarlet. It must have been some safe. <laughs> I just I just, I just, said it's one o'clock, man. Put some clothes on. I, I just didn't I didn't hear the front door go, so I didn't realise that I, anyone else was in here. And then I looked up, just gave me a hell of a shock. And this is why I hope he the bell his hand to be in vision, because when they're in vision, I could if I, well, that wasn't in vision, I could have got away with that just perfectly. Let's plough on to the Betfair Chase, the 18th running of the Betfair Chase, and a Plutard is your four to seven favourite. Rachel Blackmore, Henry de Bromhead won it last year, Gold Cup winner. In he comes here. What are we expecting him of him on his seasonal reappearance, Kev? Uh, she's probably gone absolutely bolt up. Um, you just if you're Henry, you're probably saying, oh, "Fuck it, I didn't really want a you know a real slog first run back." <laughs> um, but he, he's left and he, he's going to run seemingly, seemingly. Um, and look, he's probably going to go and win. He's you know one of the very best horses in training, if not the best. And you'd be very surprised if he is beaten. You just, I suppose, the, the bigger picture stuff, you'd just be 
slightly worried that a, that a real slog in victory wouldn't be ideal. Um, look, loads of different ways to play this race. Price is going to be too short for, for most, I'd imagine. Um, you know, place only without Fav. You know, there's loads of different ways. Uh, Bristol DeMay would be the one I take to finish second to him. Um, he put up one of the greatest performances since Arkel. Uh, if you recall, in this race, going back, um, God, it was about 40 years ago now, was it? What year was it? 2017, right? Yeah, five years ago. And um, look, he loves this place. He loves this time of year. It didn't work out last year. Um, but in fairness to him, subsequent to that, he showed that he retains plenty of ability. Look, he's not the you know 210 rated horse he looked that day at Haydock, um, <laughs> but he clearly still retains plenty of ability and um, with conditions, um, as we know, he loves the double H, he loves the slog. Um, and I suspect he'll be still be capable of um, getting the better of the rest of these to finish second to a Plutard, uh, most likely at a respectable distance. Okay, Bristol Domain currently 8 to 1 in the full market. Uh, Protectorat splits a Plutard and Bristol Domain at 11 to 4 TC. How are you playing this race? Um, I've been fiddling around with some each way bets in the run up, and uh, I've got Bristol Domain on side. And yeah, you know, I'm with Kev. I think he's probably one most likely to run his race, albeit he didn't last year. But you know, it was officially good to soft last year. And but some of the jockeys come back and said it's good and maybe quicker. So didn't have his ideal ground conditions last year. Has this year, three time winner. Uh, like I imagine he'll just I'll be primed for this. And he, he ran two absolute crackers after that disappointment in the race last year. The thing about Aplutardi is, I mean, he has been very weak uh, in the anti-post market, but that's because you have to factor in the the the, the possibility that he couldn't, he wasn't going to be declared on rapidly deteriorating ground. But now he's here. He's a short price. That said, at the time of at the time of recording, he's a four to six chance on the exchange. And you have a look at, you know, he's got 16 plus, 16 pound plus in hand in this field. So as four to six chances go, you know, everyone can look back and think that's an absolute gift. And now it's a day of the race market. You get your money back if he doesn't run. And you'd have to think Henry de Bromhead's going to walk the course because I don't think there's any doubt that the horse, the, the horse's best performances has come on good ground. We mentioned we mentioned Goodersoff last year when he won the race in the Cancer. It was, it was, you know, a decent ground when he won the Gold Cup by 15 lengths. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know, some of his, and he has won on deep ground, but, you know, it's not ideal for the horse at all. And okay. you got to remember, while he won first time out of good ground, a decent ground last year, his three previous seasonal debuts um, all resulted in defeats at, when he was favourite. So, I think there are enough doubts to, to get some two-way action on the exchange, but yeah, four to six could be a gift. But um, if all five stand their ground, yeah, maybe Bristol to my each way. Uh, okay. One could be the way to play it. Dan, um, are you all aboard the Gold Cup winner here or are you wanting to take him on on this ground? I think if he, did, if he does what he did last year, then it might be game set and match. But we'll just, we'll just think through a few of the derivative markets on the sports book. The without favourite four to seven protector didn't really interest me, but I'd be sort of more interested in is a 13 to eight price that a blue tard beats protector at. I mean, my thing with protector is I know he's not the dyed in the wool stayer that Bristol is, but do you remember how well he went through heavy ground at Aintree? It's unbelievable. He was on the bridle oh, yeah. the whole way around, and you think that that was like an excessive example of, of effectiveness on testing ground. And I think that might get him a long way. And as we said, Skelton. Whilst they might have been a bit backward overall, the ones that have had big targets like Molly Ollie's Wishes, etc., and mm -hmm. Prashima, they've all been tuned up, albeit Prashima had a run. So 
Yeah, small, smallish interest for me. That I, I, don't, I think it's a race for the purists rather than us DGNs, but <laughs> protector at um, a forecaster Plutard protector at 13 to 8. Okay, let's stick with you down for the 335 at Haydock uh, over the three miles, one and a half furlongs. This is the best odds on the Betfair Exchange handicap chase. And currently, Houston, Texas is your four to one favourite for Nicky Richards. Good boy, Bobby. Next best, Nigel Twiston Davis, 11 to two. Uh, Truckers Lodge in there, who I quite fancy here for Paul Nichols at 11 to two with Freddie Gingerlon taking the 10 off. Um, very competitive race. Houston, Texas has these ones next to his name from Nicky's yard, obviously. But this is a complete, this is much deeper water for this horse. And is his mark of one, two, two still lenient, do you think? Yeah, honestly, I think this is a real, like a coming force in the staying division. Ooh. It doesn't make them run any faster. And it doesn't mean that you've got any extra info. But when I was at Carlisle the day one, he sort of powers through through his races. Obviously, he's not been with Nicky Long. I think it was with Stuart Coulter, was it? And he sort of progressed rapidly since. Um it was just how he got through the race, and he made, he was he was a bit untidy two out, but he was straight back on it, and I never thought he was getting caught. I think one twenty two won't. He's nowhere near the ceiling of this horse's ability. I just think he's improving rapidly, and that's unlike a lot of these. We sort of know where we stand with the Lord of Many and horses like that, don't we? Venetia, remarkably, as we'll discuss with Long Press, she still hasn't had a winner this autumn, but she's had no. eight seconds in the last month, so maybe she's ready to hit that. You know, the airplane's about to take off at some point. And I do like Fontaine Colange, another mudlark. But yeah, I don't have any problems with his favourite photo one. I think he's a very progressive horse. All right, TC, over to you. Yeah, we'll come on to Venetia when we do um, Ascot. But I'm going to trump Kev's text. This is And this is gospel <laughs> trip. I've literally just had this. I'm, here, I'm hearing lots of local kids' footy matches have been called off by Saturday near Haydock following today's rain. Wow, lordy lord. It's oh, soft in places, is it? Oh, I don't <laughs> think so. I used to love um, that weather when we were kids. Slide tackles, it's class. Come <laughs> <laughs> um, on, TC, what's your view no, on this? I, I, liked, um, I thought I was quite happy with uh, Crossparks price in this um, 20 to 1. Um, and I think you can get maybe get a little bit bigger elsewhere as well. Uh, first run for Caroline Bailey for Nick Kent after a long absence. Last time we saw him was in the 365 Gold Cup in 2021, I think. But I've got a lot of time for the Nick Kent Yard. Um, they're, um, I think they had a recent winner with uh, Harry de Burley. I think he traded a thousand in running there, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got a very small yard, but he does really well. Um, uh, he's got a well-handicapped horse here in Cross Park, um, 144. I mean, Sandown, when he sat in the last season he was racing, he was he was running close and just being beaten a smidgen, but of high marks in that at Sandown. He's a Ida winner. He's a Scottish national runner-up. So it's three mile one in heavy ground here. It's going to ride like a four miler. Uh, so his stamina is not a problem. He has won one first time up. He only got beaten a nose first time up in 2020 as well at, at Chepstow. Yeah, I thought he got a lot going for him. Handles the ground. Um, if he is straight here, uh, yeah, I think... I think he's primed to go quite well, but okay. maybe race fitness will will seek him out on this. We'll find him out on this ground. But um, no, I thought twenty to one plus on Cross Park was was good enough for me with a stable switch. He's like. the best trainer named yeah. after a county, isn't he? I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he is, Dan. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, I had Dan, a John Do you have a strong view in this race? 
Um, I'm going back to an old pal, Lord, Lord de Mesnel. Um, he, he did us a turn there one time, going back a few years ago at Haydock, where he really grounded out in uh, in real HH conditions. And um, and that's his thing. He, he loves HH. He loves Haydock Heavy. Um, <laughs> just it, it didn't quite happen last season. He was he was very in and out last season for whatever reason. And even when he came to his beloved Haydock, he, he didn't quite do what we know he's capable of there. Um, but while that... You could have read that as signalling a decline. He's only, I say only nine, it seems like he's been around forever, but he does have a lot of mileage on the clock for his age. Um, There might have been a thought that his in and out um, form last season might have indicated that he's just on the decline. But in fairness to him, um, he made quite a good comeback at Banger the other day. Um, just the kind of run you'd kind of like to see on his comeback. They kind of rode him quietly and, um, and he finished off quite well to finish second. And look, I'd say this race now has been fairly high up in their minds um, for certainly the first part of the season. And the, the rain has come and stays really, really well. Um, look, he's well enough found in the market, but I, I think there was enough promise at Banger to some to slightly forget how kind of wrong it went last season. And he's come down in the weights as a result. And I'll take my chance on the good Lord, Lord de Mesno. The one we okay. might worry you there is uh, no cheap pieces still. Let's move on to Ascot, guys. We've got three races to cover from Ascot, but before we do, don't forget that Fez offer over the weekend. You get you're getting a free two pound bet on racing multiples. Haven't they been generous to you? Um, Ascot, we're going to kick off with the 205. This is the 1965 Chase. It's the grade two. It's over two miles, five furlongs. We don't have to do full race titles now because none of these races are sponsored by Betfair. Ron Bresse is your 8 to 15 favourite. And Kev, let's start with you. Oh, I was Obviously, hoping to go first. I was going to have a rant. Go on. I'll let Kev rant. Go on, no, rant away, TC. Okay, That's what TC, we're here take for. it, take it. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to go for a cup of tea. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a bigger mess of a race? It's 70 grand, a grade two, five runners. You've got a horse, long press, making his, day, making his seasonal debut. Trainer was naught from 32 this season. You've got Hitman, second preference. You've got the first, third favourite, Do Your Job. It's due to run at Ascot on the Friday. <laughs> and you've got St. Calvados with a £6 front end to you, ridden by David Maxwell. What's the other one? Cool uh, Cody. Cool Cody, if it is pulled week. up in the Paddy Power yeah. a week ago. Look, I'm not being funny, grand we're, not, we're not here to moan about it. We're here to tip a winner. <laughs> so what wins it? Seriously. <laughs> Consider, considering two it's of the like... five are unlikely to turn up. Yeah. And we're going to have a massive rule four on the back of a twos on shot. It's a no bet. Is it no? Uh, no, I think there is a bet. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, thank Calvados. The- I was oh, being, I was on. being a bit facetious towards David Maxwell. I don't mind him actually because if you're backing, you know what you're getting, and you're getting a bigger price about the horse than you should do. Now, <laughs> this is a horse, even with the six pound penalty. It's 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 first two reappearance runs in his last two seasons have been in the King George. Everyone knows how well what bad ride he got in the first of those when he was fourth, and he was third last year, even with a penalty in in a race that's a complete mess. Uh, I think he could be the way to go, even with the inevitable rule force. He's eight without it, I think. So God knows what it's going to be after after if the other two come out, but. I think you've got to take Lon Press on, but, but Lon Press on because, as Dan said, Venetia is, she's not in great form. She's north from 32, and I take on board, she's finished second with a lots of horses, but they've been in small fields, and she's had a lot of bad luck. 
fallers, brought downs, etc. But our horses are not finishing off their race uh, on their on their first starts. When I watched some of Warwick on on um, on Wednesday, she had a really well backed horse. She had a horse went through that like it was going to win any time you like, and it just fell in a hole very quickly. Not as quickly as Wild West Wind, but quick enough. I'd be wary of her horses first time up. She okay. the, the tide may turn, but the facts speak for themselves. Okay, Kev. Well, I'm hoping that the tide is going to turn because La Presse is one of our big UK white hopes for the Gold Cup, and we need him to kick off his season in style. We need it like to add some interest here yeah. to the UK contingent. Yeah, maybe so. Now, one thing I'd say: the last couple of times he went this way around, like he does jump out to his left a bit, and he he was getting away with it, but he was getting away with he it against. It, you know, British trained novices that weren't very good. Um, whereas this is, you know, a better class of horse. So I'd just be slightly worried about that. Uh, but I'm with TC, I'm with San Calvados. And I'll tell you what, okay. Vanessa, in a, in, a, in a national hunt season that uh, has had so much joy stripped out of it, just in general, you know, um, I think David Maxwell is a beacon of, of wonderfulness. And, uh, and I'm not joking. I actually, I get such a kick out of cheering on David Maxwell because oh. look, look he, he's an old fella. He's not a very good rider, but he, he spends his money. He takes his chance. Hey, uh, and, I love, I, and I love cheering him on. There's nothing like seeing David Maxwell stuck in the finish against uh, a seasoned pro. There's definitely nothing <laughs> like it. I'll give what, was that? That? <laughs> what was that horse? Um, I love it. I bet it's not doing and he was on it and he, he was like a sack of shit on it and he still won. <laughs> Dolphin Square. Oh, it's been yeah, yeah. it, a hero to me ever since. No, it's, 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 it's not, and I, I promise you, I'm being dead serious. He's he's a smashing fella, and like it's one of the it's one of the the real unique things about horse racing. Like imagine you know me being allowed to go out in a soccer pitch and you know Mark <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo or something. Yeah, I've like seen you play, Kev. There's no chance of that. <laughs> it's just it's, it's bananas, but it's. No, uh, we it's love, I thought, we I, thought, I, thought I told you, little league match has been called off, Kev. You can't play. You'll get. <laughs> I was I was planning press to go through. Win. I was, I was going to go through for a shortcut, TC. But uh, yeah, come on, <laughs> bring it, bring it to the max. Come on, Dave Max. <laughs> You two need to shut up. I have to get to Clonmel, for God's sakes. Um, ignore them. Quicker. Long, long, I don't think, I think the Venetia's just overplayed. She's had loads of finishing seconds. She's ready to take off soon. Lompress will win. Move on. Will Constitution Hill also win in the next race? Yes, move on. Okay, great. That's that. I'll tell, tell you what. He, he he's a he's he's a fast horse, isn't he? And, he, and he's and, he, and he's and he's stepping up and trip here. Um, look, he's, he's going to go and win clearly, but um, I'm surprised they're doing that. I'm surprised they're going up and trip with him um, at this stage. So um, I just I wouldn't be surprised if he overraced and and maybe wasn't quite as sensational as as everyone's expecting him to be. I think I think um, Goshen and for pleasure his friends here, aren't they? Because if they tear off, he'll probably yeah, they'll probably go mad. Yeah. Of the throat. Just, um, just I think obviously he's coming in because obviously they got Epiton for the. Um, uh, Betfair fighting fifth next week so I imagine that's why they're coming here but just being serious I, I spoke to Nico Boyfield this morning um, and he said seriously he said everything's got A1 you know I know everyone says oh he's been working brilliantly etc etc apparently that is the case and obviously they'll be devastated if he gets beat but they're not going to come out and say that but yeah Falls okay, so is that is that just everyone all of all Constitution Hill there's nothing else bad here. Yeah, again, it's just not a bad, is it? It's rather, I don't mind right, racing. Okay, well, that really was short one. and sweet. On to the 3.15 we go. Uh, the handicap chase over two miles one. Edward Stone goes here, having missed the Schlur chase, courtesy of the ground. He's not going to have ground conditions Schlur here chase. at Ascot as an issue. He's the 11-4 favourite. And Kev? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, read my mind. Well done, sure. King. Uh, I'm aboard this train too. Makes makes this it makes it so much more interesting. Um, and look, you 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 know you had to love him last season. In fairness, like he was a super jumper of offense. Not not in the kind of ooh ah, but just uh, very efficient, no waste. You know, very clever. Um, you think he he should make a tra- lovely transition into open company, and um, I, I think this is this is easier than, than most graded options for him. I dare say, and oh, top weight and handicap, and everyone gets excited. But um, he has he, he has a lot of class, and you know, given ten pounds the third time lucky might it might seem a tough task, but uh, I I think he'll go and do it. And um, yeah, Edward Stone for me. Okay. Well, so Scottish was obviously very good at Carlisle. I thought he won by miles more in hand than the margin. And Time White did me that favour on the opening I got meeting. But I'm on this Edward Stone train. I think he's a, a bona fide top-notch two-mile chaser. Not saying he's going to win the champion chase, but he's definitely the best British hope for a while. And I just like everything about him. So professional. You can forgive his defeat at Aintree. I think he was probably over the top for the season. And... Fair play. There's a lot of people bemoaning the fact that Alan King had taken him out last week from the Schlutiesch. But the best thing about it was that he's having a crack at a handicap just a week later. So hats off to Kingy and I hope he gets his just rewards. Okay. And TC, were you, you're no view in this race. Is that what you were trying to tell me? No. Oh, sorry. Well, no. Okay. I, I'm going to go with the uh, informed Venetia Williams's Ferro <laughs> <Bell. laughs> Oh, I am actually. The benefit of this horse of Venetia Williams is um, he's actually had a run. He finished second to Dan's Time White. Uh, Ascot obviously reimposes there, five pound better off. Um, with that run under his belt, the way Venetia's have been going, I thought you can upgrade that performance. I think he's still well handicapped. He's only a pound, a pound, a pound higher than when third in the Grand Daniel when you know, he, he gave him all a distance head start and, and still only got beaten six lengths. I think there's still mileage in there. And the the good thing about it is he, he has been getting detached quite early in his races, but he travelled really kindly first time out of Ascot. And if he can do that here on, on slightly easier ground, I thought Ferrero Bombu at eight to one uh, from each way perspective, I thought that was a decent bet. So yeah, Ferrero Bombu uh, for me. Okay. Uh, just time for naps then. We've rattled through the seven races on ITV on Saturday, Haydock and Ascot. Uh, my nap is Truckers Lodge in the 3.35 at Haydock uh, in the sloggy, sloggy, sloggy race. And I think having the £10 off him, a decent claiming jockey on, just think he's got a decent chance in there. Uh, Kevin, who's your nap, please? Cold Stone, win and yes. place. We're, swing, we're swinging big, Vanessa. Come on, Love it. Come on, the whole stone. What about you, TC, your nap? Um, it would have been Eileen Rose, if, but we do it a bet for SP, and I want to play win and place. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Ferro Bombu win and place. Okay, and Dan Barbie, on that, please. Uh, I'm gonna set a new low. I'm splitting stakes in a four and a race against the, <laughs> the underpriced hitman. <laughs> and I mean, half, half a point Earn River, half a point feet. <laughs> I don't even know if that's allowed. Uh, Barry Harris just put his head through a yeah. wall somewhere. Barry Barry's background, he looked like he was at Central He's going to be dodging about fours on when Hitman gets taken out. <laughs> right, lads, that wraps that's up. That's a shocker. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Racing Any Better. A couple of points. On Saturday, please be aware and please watch out for the World Cup stakes at Haydock Park. This is where Betfair is going to predict the Football World Cup winner with a real horse race at Haydock Park. Uh, before racing on Saturday and Betfair, it's called the World Cup Stakes 
taking place at 11.30. The horses will each represent the top countries in the World Cup betting, England, Brazil, Argentina, France, Spain and Germany. Uh, Bet for Ambassador Bryony Frost is riding for England and as one of six professional jockeys taking part and basically get in touch. Why are you laughing, Kevin? Because I was waiting for Ireland to, to, to be announced they're, there and then I remember, they're not, no, they're not. no, they're not uh, very so good, you, are they? Do you get involved because they are raising money? Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to Barry or explaining that properly on Racing TV on Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I did that badly, but basically it's a charity race. It's a charity race, okay? And they're raising money for the Injured Jockeys Fund, and so it's all in good cause. And I just got sent the press release late, so I don't really know. We'll hand that over to Barry or but do stay tuned for 11.30 at Haydock Park on Saturday. And also don't forget that Betfair have been super generous, giving you that free £2 bet on racing multiples on Saturday. Uh, boys, thank you very much as always. Listeners, do gamble responsibly and have a jolly weekend. <laughs>